This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Let's talk about sex. Good sex. Top of the mountain sex. (laughs) For me, that is when me and my partner come at the same time. But it's not like that happens all the time. It actually rarely happens, right? And that's because there's an orgasm gap. Women take just a little bit longer to come than guys. But I have a solution for that. And that's Promescence Delay Spray. Their delay spray is the only clinically proven delay spray that will help you last longer in bed without you having to worry about lasting longer in bed. It's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your girl. Okay. And for your girl, get her their warming gel. That's what I use. It is my personal fave. They also sell lube, condoms, sex toys. They have everything you need for a hot night of DX. I totally recommend Promescent. And I'm not the only one. Over 2,000 medical professionals recommend Promescent too. And today, just for listening to my show, you're going to get 15% off your whole order. Just go to delayspray.com and use my code strictlyanon15. That's delayspray.com. Use my code strictlyanon15 for 15% off your whole order. So make sure to order up because you're going to get 15% off everything. Or just go to the description, click on the link, and 15% will be automatically applied at checkout. Thanks, Promessen, for sponsoring my show. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. I'm trying not to sing the beginning of this intro because <laughs> I kind of can't do it without singing. I don't know why. And I'm not even a good singer. But anyway, um, if you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me right now. Go to your Instagram account. Follow me there at Strict Anonymous. I'm at Strict Anonymous on Twitter as well. But I have to say, out of all social media, I love Instagram the most. I really do. I like Facebook the least. It's dead in the water. I hate Facebook. And uh, Twitter's okay. I feel like I could have like 50,000 followers on there because there's it's very easy to put like SEX stuff up on Twitter. It's more tolerated, but I just don't work it properly. But follow me there. Follow me on Instagram at Strict Anonymous. Follow me also. Subscribe to my channel on YouTube. I have a love-hate relationship with YouTube. I YouTube. I love them because people comment and I get in conversations and I know who's listening to my show. And then I fucking hate them because every other month they monetize me and demonetize me. They just they have this thing with ads and sex and it's just ridiculous. Um, but follow me, subscribe to me over on YouTube. <laughs> 
if you can, because that's where you can really talk about what's going on on the show. And I love that. I try to respond to all the comments and getting convos over there, YouTube channel, Strictly Anonymous podcast. There I go singing again. If you want to call into the show, I do now look for people to call in. If you have a naughty story, a secret life, if, if you have a problem and you want advice. I'm an unprofessional. I'm just like your friend giving you advice, but I think I give good advice, unprofessional advice. Like I said, you could call into my show, either go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to just leave a naughty confession or any kind of secret confession uh, that you want to get off your back, you could do that on my confessionals hotline that I have right now. I'm just gathering those and posting them on my Patreon, but you know, in the future, I might make episodes out of them. So send me, oh, call the number anytime, 24-7, call away. I don't pick up over there, okay? You have four minutes, leave your confession. If you need more time, just call back. The number is 347-420-3579. Again, 347-420-3579. Now, if you're driving, like a lot of people are when they're listening to my show, don't worry, that number, the email, all this shit is in the description. Today I have on Layla London. Now Layla London has her own podcast called The Curious Girl Diaries. She is a curious girl. This is a girl. Okay. Layla went from having zero sex to having tons of sex. Okay. She took off. She's like one of those alpha females, like overachievers. So when she does something, she fucking commits. Okay. So when she didn't have sex, she committed to not having sex. And she did that for a couple of years. And then when she decided to recommit and go out there and start doing it again, she decided to do it fully, like to focus only solely on her sex life and do everything she could to make it better. And that uh, was why she started a bucket list. I call it a bucket list. There was all these things on her list that she wanted to go out and do. And she went out and did them. And she created the show where in the beginning, she's been doing it for like six years so she probably has a million episodes you could go listen to. In the beginning, she would bring on the guys that she was living out her sexual fantasies with, and they would come on and like talk about it. So you got to go check out her show. But on this episode, we get the whole backstory. Like what was on that bucket list? What were the things that she did? How hardcore did she go? She went hardcore. She did everything. She went to swingers clubs. She got really into BDSM. She like wore dog collar. She was like a collar person. I forget what she, she's got all the lingo for it there. Um, she figured out how to squirt. She had a lot of guys. She was in open relationships with everybody and she was really just exploring her sexuality. And she's here to say that not only did she check off like mostly everything on her bucket list. She did even more things. She learned so much about herself. Her sex life became like amazing. She was like a vanilla girl before all of this. And, you know, and here she is someone totally different because all she did was really just focus on, you know, pushing herself out of her comfort zone and try everything she ever thought of. And like I said, she's here to say that it was amazing. And she, it was more than what she expected. Okay. She did create some sort of ebook or something that she's launching like now, like right now, like it's new. She teaches you how to go through the process of what she did. So you could do it yourself. Uh, she gives out all the information to her website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com. All her links to everything will be in the description to find her. You just got to go to her website. Oh, and I almost forgot. Want to see anonymous, exclusive, very hot pics of Layla London? Then join my Patreon.
There's pics of Layla. There's pics of most of my other female guests. They're all anonymous and they're super hot. Layla's pics are like, they look fake because they look, they're so perfect. Her pics are really nice. Uh, and she looks really good. You'd be shocked. Um, pleasantly surprised. So if you want to see those pics, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. It's this is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Um, hi, Layla London. I don't know why I want to call you Layla London instead of just Layla. <laughs> I like that name. Layla London, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to see what comes of it and share all the juicy details with your listeners. Yeah, well, listen, I think we have some crossover listeners because I have to say I, I started a new confessional line recently and a guy called in and left a message and he was like, but first I got to tell you that like you need to get this girl that has this podcast out, swear to God, The Curious Girl's Diary, that's your podcast, okay, we'll definitely promote it and talk about what you do on that show. But it was literally a guy that was saying like you have to get this girl on and then I heard from you either shortly after or I had already heard from you, but I was just like, oh, that's so funny because I know. Layla London and I'm going to have her on my show but I think that we have uh, probably some of the same listeners right you have a podcast called The Curious Girl Diaries I have to say too really quick when I was googling you this morning just to like get the skinny again right before we spoke uh, there's a there's a famous porn star actress named Layla London I know, <laughs> I know. you are not <laughs> that Layla London but I bet you my podcast is going to get some hits by your name when they're googling her or you I don't know that is not me. You know, uh, funny little quick story. When I started out, uh, one of the guys I was seeing mm-hmm. said, you, you need to protect your, you know, anonymity. He was really good with cybersecurity and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he said, you need, you, you have to come up with a fake name. Cause I was just going by the curious girl, very, very beginning stages. Yeah. And, and, and so we were playing around with names and, and I liked the name Layla. Yeah. And then we were kicking around last names. And then I said, London, Maybe somewhere in my brain, I knew there was a porn star out there, but actually, I really didn't know. And then, you know, so it's like, be careful the name you pick. Be careful the stage name you pick. Exactly. Put it in quotes and Google it first. Yeah, I do. I but I I want to again make you know make very clear. It's I am not that. I'm not. I'm not the porn star. Uh, uh, otherwise, I wouldn't. You'd be seeing my face all over the place. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be anonymous. But I have to say, if I was your friend and you were like, it came to me one day when you found out there was like a porn star and you made that name for your podcast, your anonymous podcast, I'd be like, but you know what? In a weird way, it will work in your favor because sometimes I bet you people will find your show because they're Googling for her, but they find you. And it's not like, listen, you're not, you know, you don't have a podcast about like how to bake cookies. Your podcast is about your journey into kinks and your sexuality, right? I mean, you were a girl. This is like the short story and then we'll get into the whole story. You'll tell me the story. But like what I get, you could just go in and read your bio. I mean, you are a woman that didn't have sex for a couple of years, if not more, right? Like three and a half years or something like that. And then when you came out of that funk and opened yourself back up, you decided to go like the extreme opposite way in that you decided to, like I said, just check things off your bucket list, you know, start looking into your kinks and your fantasies, right? Is that like the story? That's the gist of it. Yeah, I, I was 
yeah, celibate for three and a half years. Oh, yeah, that's by my choice. Mm-hmm. By, yeah, by my choice. Not it wasn't like an active choice. Like I said, I'm I'm specifically doing this, but it was just through the choices I was making and what I was prioritizing in my life that yeah. that's the result that came about. And then I woke up one day and just said, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like. This is ridiculous. I am wasting the pretty. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get younger. I'm not going to do that anymore. Exactly. And 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 I just did a complete 180. I realized I got a problem. I've run my I've run this off into the ditch and I sort of attacked it like I would sort of any business goal and yeah. I, you know, I laid a plan and what I was going to do and then I also said, "You know what? And I'm going to go even farther than that. I'm going to give myself a year to devote to making my sex life a priority since I've deprioritized it so much. Now it's going to be kind of at the top of the list Yeah. and to make it fun. I'm going to make a really fun, you know, bucket list, sex bucket list. I'm going to explore, you know, any and all things that, I, that interest me and do it for a year and just, and, and actually, and then do a podcast to document it and see where it takes me. Oh my god, so, I love it! Um, it's like a bucket yeah. list. That's what I call it. Instead of your bucket list, it, it's a bucket list. And what was on that bucket list of yours? Oh my gosh, all kinds of stuff. I wanted to learn how to squirt. I wanted to go. Me to Me too. Parties. I could wait. Can we just start there real quick? Because my listeners know my biggest goal in life is to figure out how to squirt, and I've never been able to. And I'm totally jealous. Also, the other one would be like multiple orgasms. Like you hear of those women that have like you know 40 orgasms in one time. Like I'm like, what the fuck is that? I can never do it. But you know, the squirting thing. Can I just ask you real quick? And then I want the long story. But like, did you ever figure that out yet? Have you figured that out? Yeah, I figured that out in year one. I'm in year six now. <laughs> You're kidding. Okay, take it. Okay, take no. us. T- tell me the whole story. So you put together this bucket list. You put it down. You thought you were just going to do it for a year and document it. And now you're six years in. Right. Wow. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the squirting. Um, w- when I made the bucket list, that allowed me to... It was, it was a really good conversation piece, icebreaker, if you want to call it that, when I was sourcing, you know, for lack of a better term, partners, <laughs> sourcing. Yeah. sourcing partners yeah, yeah. For, to, Love it. To, to go on this adventure, this mm-hmm. year long thing. And I just, everybody, every guy I met, I was like, listen, this is what I'm doing. Do you want to be a part of it? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to podcast. I'd love you to come on the podcast. I'm, you know, you can be anonymous, but I want to have these adventures and, having someone that, you know, you know, where I can, you maybe have a certain specialty or this is your thing, you know, and you can really help me through this, or it's something on your bucket list that you've always wanted to experience. Like, let's, let's do this. So, uh, wow. That was, that was great for meeting people that had similar interests or also had expertise in the area that I was looking to, conquer. Right. And as it turns out, the squirting, um, I met a guy who was into BDSM, which I also wanted to explore. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and then he also knew, you know, he said, when I said, yeah, you know, he's like, what are the other things? And I said, I want to learn how to squirt. He goes, oh yeah, I can do that. And I, and he was just very, just like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. I can, I'll, I'll I can do that for you. And I was like, right. what? Excuse me. He was so confident. And, um, I thought, all right, buddy, well, let's see what you got. Well, I'll tell you what, the first time we were together, there was not a dry spot on that bed. 
Hey, you're kidding. I once the first no. time, the first try. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't Some through guy, sex. Was it through like he was like fingering you? Was he using he used his hand to get you to yep. squirt? Uh huh. Yep, he used his hands to get me to squirt. Now he and I ended up uh, being in a relationship for three and a half years. Oh and, wow! Okay. And so over the course of time, he could get me to do it on his dick, yeah. which was lovely too. It all felt good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, my mind was blown. I mean, that first night I, I, I literally had to, uh, the kind of sex we had that night, the first time I, I had to get out of there. Like I was pulling up my pants, my legs were still shaking and I just oh had to like, I needed to leave. You know, he's like, Oh, you can stay. And I'm like, no, 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 I, I gotta go. I really had to like get out of there and process like, what the fuck did this guy just do to me and wow. my body? Like, he took it over and it, it bent to his command. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> but wait, how so. many guys into your search was this guy? I mean, because like this was in your first year, right? And oh, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so what I did was I was very open with everybody and mm-hmm. I said, I'm not looking to be one-on-one with anyone. So you have to know that. Yeah. And there'll be other guys and, you know, cause not everybody wants to do all the things that are on my list. And that year was just really about me, you know? So, um, uh, so he, he did, he crossed a lot of stuff off, but then, you know, there was other guys that I did other stuff with too. Right. So now we're, were you straight up with everyone? Like, listen, like this is what I'm doing and I'm not going to be just with one person. I mean, cause it sounds like you were in open relationships with all these people, correct? I mean, were there correct. overlaps? Oh yeah, no, I was in an open relationship. There were overlap. Like I'd see yeah. one guy one night and then another guy another night. Yes, right. I, but I was very. Plus, I had the podcast, yeah. and so the guys were on there, and I'm talking about it. So, I, you know, it was I was full disclosure. You know, uh, and I'm I'm just that way by nature. You know, uh-huh. I just feel like arm somebody with the proper information and let them make a decision about what's best for them. I'm not trying to coerce anybody or you know be deceptive in any way. So uh, again, it was, but it was fun because that attracted the right people, the pe- the kind of guys that I needed, you know, to, to make this happen. And it was so much fun. I mean, and it's, it's still, it's still an ongoing practice. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's fun to be able to have that kind of freedom, you know, and be that, be that open and honest. And when you're doing this kind of stuff, it, and it also, oddly enough, because of, because you have such great demand, such great communication between you and, you know, your partners, it really builds these very strong, deep connections. So yeah, I was going to say, just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, now you know how it is when you're, you don't, those connections can be different, but you know, I can look back on, I can look back on all these relationships and say, I mean, these are just really good guys. We, we've had a lot of fun and I I'm friends with them to this day and I don't like, there's no hard feelings or anything like that. It's just like I shared this really cool moment in time with them with a lot of sex. (laughs) But that's because you were straight up honest with them. I mean, I used to juggle a lot of guys when I was younger because I didn't have like a just typical 
normal relationships and sometimes I would be seeing a guy, but he wasn't someone I'd, you know, hang my hat with and have a relationship, but I would be sleeping with him. I'd meet other people, I'd tell him. I was always honest to everyone and people would always, it would always blow people's mind. Like, how do you keeping these, all these guys into you and you're like doing all, and it's like, because I'm just straight up honest. Like I think, you know, and a lot of people just don't believe that, that would work, right? How many times does a girl say like, oh, I tell the guy, like, just tell me if you're seeing other people, but like they, the guy will never, you know, because he just can't believe that there's a, a, a way that that could work. When I think personally that, you know, being completely straight up honest with anyone, whether it's a man or a woman, uh, is, is the key to everything, you know, and I think a lot of people just think it's too good to be true. No, you're right. It's the key to everything. It's, I mean, like I, I, drive that home all the time. And I don't understand. This is why like I have zero tolerance for kind of people who aren't honest with their partners and who do shady shit because it's really, I I can, that's just, I consider it a, a character flaw and B it's choice. It's a conscious choice. The effort that you're going to, that you have to take to um, pull off all of that. I know it is is exhausting. It's exhausting. And um, I would just rather be, you know, be able to look, look myself in the mirror, sleep well at night and, and not worry that, um, you know, I'm doing anything that is going to cause anybody any harm or distress and hurt their feelings. Now, along the way, of course, you know, relationships evolve and change and feelings come, you know, serious feelings come up and come into play Yeah, and even jealousy and stuff like that. But you know what, that those things are okay and they're normal yeah it's not about having those feelings it's about what you do when those come up right it's not about saying you can't have them it's about like you said just about discussing them and putting them on the table being honest about it and then working through it yeah how do we manage this yeah you know what's the what and is there a way that everybody can still feel comfortable and you know and and so the fa- the fun far outweighs all of this. This might sound tedious, but it's really not. You know, from time to time, you get you know you have a, you check in and things maybe have shifted a little bit, but for the most part, um, you know, it's just really fun. It's, it's a lot of fun and oh, a lot of good orgasms. And by the way, I do have multiple, so I've always been do- able to do that. You bet you bitch. Yeah, you got all the things on my <laughs> list that I don't have. And but you know, and what was slightly devastating to me is recently I had on a couple uh, women on who do squirt and were like, you know, it's not really all that. And I was like, seriously, like, don't tell me that. But did you like squirting? You said it was like amazing. I mean, there you are, like pulling your your jeans up as you're leaving, and you said your legs were shaking. So it was incredible to squirt, like you loved it. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's, you know, we're all wired differently, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, um, I I I, I don't want to. I don't want to say it's going to be amazing for everybody. I think a lot of it, I mean, for me, it always was, it was always, it's still, I mean, it always is. It's hot. I yeah. mean, when yeah. you, the hot, hot, when the guy's doing it to you, when, you know, when he's eliciting this response from your body, yeah, you know, and you're, yeah. and, and just even that, like the eyeball exchange when someone's like looking at you and you know like he's got control of your body that shit just turns me the fuck on right and I know where it's going and I know it's coming and oh it's I just I love that I'm totally into that and then and also just when 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 I if I squirt on his cock that just 
what we're doing is so feels so good and he's hitting the right spot and it's so exciting, you know, and then of course, as it's happening, you know, it's like stripping down his balls, down his shaft, you know, I mean, it, it's hot, you know, and, or going on the floor, whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> however, whatever position you're in, but it's not like, you know, everybody notices it, you know, you notice what's going on and it just adds to that sheer kind of animalistic passion <laughs> that's happening in the moment. And oh, like I said, I just love everything about it. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. You know what I love everything about? My Crescendo Vibrator by Mystery Vibe. It is the world's first award-winning, fully customizable, smart vibrator. Okay? Listen, everybody is different, right? Well, so is every body. And because the Crescendo is fully bendable. It can adapt specifically to your unique body shape. Whether you're playing alone or with your partner, whether you're a man or a woman, the crescendo is for you. It gets the job done. Besides being fully bendable, it has six motors divvied out throughout the whole vibrator and it has 16 different vibrations to choose from and an app that you could use so you or your partner can control it from wherever you are. With the Crescendo, you buy one vibrator and you end up with infinite options. There's a reason why it's won over 20 international awards and that's because it is seriously one of a kind. So do something nice for yourself and get yourself a Crescendo and make sure to use my code strictly15 at mysteryvibe.com for 15% off your vibrator. Just go to mysteryvibe.com, use my code strictly15, or just go to the description, click on the link, and 15% is going to be automatically applied at checkout. From Wondery, Rich and Daily is a podcast packed with laughs that delivers your daily dose of the latest celebrity gossip. There's so much gossip these days that it's impossible to keep up, but you don't have to worry because Rich and Daily has you covered. Okay, listen, we don't talk about celebrities on this show, but on Rich and Daily, they do. Hosts Brooke Schifron and Arisha Skidmore-Williams are not only comedians, they're besties, and they're the perfect guides to spill all the celebrity tea. They're going to keep you up to date on all the secrets, the scandals, and news in the entertainment world. Is that rumor about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian true? If it is, you better believe Brooke and Arisha will have something to say about it. In a way that only best friends can, Brooke and Arisha give you their take on the stories that are current, that are happening right now, that you want to know about. Listen, I like celebrity gossip. That's the way that I check out. And I like to be in the know. And I dig pop culture. And that's why I love Rich and Daily. And that's why you're going to love it too. So go check it out now. Listen to Rich and Daily on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen 
ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Who were you before this, before even your dry spell? Were you somebody that was as open and into sex as you seem to be now, you know, or were you like very vanilla and then had this dry spell and then went the other way? Or were you always curious, trying to squirt and doing all those things before you had that dry spell? I was very vanilla. I mean, I always have been, I've, I've always been open-minded, you uh-huh. know, like I'm, I'm, I'm the yes girl. Like, you know, when your friends send out like a group text and it's like, Hey, do you want it? And before anybody even finishes the sentence, I'm like, yes. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. always up for adventure. You know, if mm-hmm. it's trying something new, I, I, I love that stuff. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, it was weird because what I, what, one of the things that I was focused on when I started was, okay, who am I going to be at the end of this? Because really my assumption was that I'm going to do this for a year yeah, and then it'll be like my secret little time to be wild and adventurous. And then that'll be that I'll shut it down. I'll, I'll have stayed anonymous and then I'll just completely melt, you know, melt back into my vanilla world. Like, like it never happened. And that was, now that I look back on it, I think that seems very naive. And, and obviously that's not what happened. Yeah. But um, it did really change me in a lot. Yes, in a lot of ways, you know, to answer your question, it has transformed a lot of things about me um, just by, you know, making my sex life a priority and committing to it and having it be fun and playful and adventurous and always putting new things on there that I want to try and explore. Um, yeah, sexually, that's fun. But again, it's also kind of strange and interesting the way you evolve as a person through your sexuality. You know, the more you're open and the more you're better communicator and all that stuff. I mean, that go, that plays into your regular life. So uh, no, I'm not vanilla anymore, I guess. But, <laughs> but you were, that's what's interesting. I mean, you you were that person. And then, I mean, are you that way within everything in your life? Like, you know, black or white, like very extreme? Because it seems like you went from one extreme to the other. I know I am that way. So I, like, I get that. Maybe that's your personality type, right? <laughs> yes, I'm very type A. Uh-huh. Um, very, uh-huh. And so it's like, you know, I can go... Literally, like when I turned on a dime and did that complete 180, it was it was from that moment of realization, like, what the fuck are you doing to yeah. yourself? Uh, it was 10. It took me 10 days to, to source. I can't always use that word to source. I source love a, it. That's hilarious. Warm body. Yeah, I need know, to know how you were sourcing, guys. I, I got to get into that shit, too. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. Um, and and just. Uh, um and, and then and kick it off and get it going and and then stay you know stay committed to it um, and see it through. It, it just I, I mean I'm so like, I'm so glad I look back and think that I could I could still be sitting here to this day with with, with a dried up shriveled up vagina. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. If I wouldn't have you know I mean who knows? Or I, the other thing I realized too was I couldn't figure out why. Like I'd be with these great guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, on paper, amazing, you know, and I just like something was missing and I never could put my finger on it. Why, why, like what was wrong with me? You know, like, am I just, am I just not ha- going to be happy with anybody? Am I too picky? You know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. 
And what I realized was that I just kept attracting the same vanilla guy that fit the same mold and that wasn't right. And what I needed was, you know, um, I really am into, I like a dominant man, you know, and I don't mean abusive. I mean, a man that just knows how to be a man. Yeah. And I kept getting, I kept getting, you know, the nice guys and, you know, quote unquote classic, you know, you know, like, I don't know, what do you want to do? Always catering to me, which is nice. And I'm not saying I don't want, you know, women don't want that. It's just that we also want to feel, or I want to feel safe, protected, cared for, you know, like if we're in an alley somewhere, <laughs> yeah. someone jumps out, yeah. it's not going to be both of us trying to fend this guy off. It's, you know, he's going to be kicking some ass and protecting me. <laughs> yeah, of course. It makes you feel more like a woman, the more, yeah. and, and I think some women, like for me, I'm a very alpha female. So sometimes for me, like I, what's really hot is a guy that makes me feel more like a woman, you know, and I think that that's a harder thing to do sometimes it takes a certain kind of guy to do that right because yes I'm the same that's I'm I'm exactly the same like I've been my whole life this alpha female but you know what in a relationship I you don't want to be the alpha you want to be the woman you want to feel like a woman yeah Mm -hmm. yes I want to be able to like really luxuriate in in all my feminine attributes and it takes the right guy for me to uh, do that and because t- because that takes a lot of trust because I have to know like I I this guy has my back you know yeah. I absolutely don't have to be on guard I don't have to be making the decisions I don't have to be thinking 10 steps ahead like I can really just enjoy being in my feminine because he's the man you know yeah, he's, he's got uh, every he's yeah. got it right because you typically you're you've got it in every other area of your life you're you're in control yeah so now so now are you a sub do you consider yourself a sub now you started to get into like those couple things in that first year you did the you said you got into bdsm and you did the squirting so this dom guy that you were with for three years did was that the first guy that got you into the bdsm and are you the a submissive in that world Yes. Um, uh, so I was, was his submissive. It did, it, you know, it just started with him introducing me to it. And as he and I got, you know, more bonded to each other, then that's the way it evolved. It evolved yeah. into that. I mean, I want to caution people because when I was trying to find somebody to kind of lead me through this, mm-hmm and help me explore safely and someone that had a lot of education in this area. Um, you have to find somebody that really knows what the dominant submissive dynamics are about. And more importantly, what they're absolutely not about. Right. And what you'll, what you'll find is, you know, nine times out of 10, there's nine guys that are just complete idiots and don't know, really don't know what this is about. They, they, it's your typical porno, you know, who's your daddy and, (laughs) you know, Neil. And that is complete and utter bullshit. So I wanted to, there's a lot of misinformation about what this dynamic is all about. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not about that. So you need to find, and I bumped into a zillion ding dongs and you know, like if they in- automatically want you to call them sir and shit like that, that they haven't <laughs> earned that. That's yeah. not, you know, no. 
Um, <laughs> I remember, I remember one guy, you know, we were having sex and he, he starts in with, and he didn't even discuss this with me. And he just starts in with the, you know, the who's your daddy and who owns this pussy and da 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 da. You know, and I was like, daddy. I'm like, it kills the mood. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm about ready to have an orgasm. Now you <laughs> fucked it up. You, you know, you're asking who my daddy is. I'm looking over my shoulder, like, what is he here in the room? Like, what? It's not you, jackass. So what are we talking about here? Right. And. <laughs> You know, like, oh my gosh, you're gonna, yeah, you'll, you have, there's a lot of ding dongs out there when it comes to the BDSM because guys just think it's, you know, they think it's what they see in porn and that all women want this and they, it's just, it's not representational of what it's really all about. So I always try to put that out there. But that was on your list. Like, that was something that you were curious about when you decided, when you started to think about, yep. oh, what are the things that I want to do? What else was on your list? Squirting, BDSM? <laughs> Yep, I wanted to go to um, sex parties. Okay, let's start exploring. Yeah, and start exploring that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. Uh, I also wanted to be with a black guy because I'd never been with a black guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and namely, I mean, I'll be real specific about that. A, a black guy with a really big dick. I, I, that was <laughs> where I was drawn to that porno. You know, like uh, you know. Uh, branding, you know, sorry, I got sucked in, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what, is that, what does that feel like? You know, something that big in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I did all that. Um, yeah, I, you know, the sex parties were interesting. Um, How did you wait? Let's ha- start because I want to I want to get into all of this but really quick. Where were you sourcing these guys from? Were you going onto Craigslist? Were you on regular apps? Like, how were you <laughs> finding these people? Uh, no, I was not going on the Craigslist and I do not recommend that. Um, uh, although maybe, you know, maybe that's, I I was probably just a step up from that. Um, I, you know, it's just hookup apps. I mean, you know, just hookup apps and, um, things like that now. And, and it sounds, while it sounds a little tawdry and, and seedy, um, you know, it really is about the type of profile you put up and how you, and the pictures you put up, you know, I didn't put up any, Hey, you know, pussy pics or, Hey, look up my cha-cha and take a look at my ovaries. You know, like there's a lot of, there's a, there's a huge swing here on what you're going to find. And so I made sure that, you know, it was obvious kind of the type of person I was and what I was looking for. And I was very specific about it. And I said, I got a sex bucket list and, you know, I really want to find, um, some friends with benefits that, you know, em- emphasis on the friends part, because if I don't like you and wouldn't hang out with you and don't want to do stuff with you outside of the bedroom, it's not just about a hookup. Yeah. Because I want it to be ongoing and have fun. And um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so I just, uh, you know, I use these apps and then, you know, you have to, for women, you know, I kind of, I felt like I devised again, going back to the putting my business hat on, I, I had a system, I ran it like a system, you know, it was like, <laughs> there's like an intake system, a qualification system, and then, uh, and then yeah. you decide whether or not they, you know, you're going to move forward with them. And uh-huh. I just kept doing that, you know, like a wheel over and over. And, and, you know, you, you can, this is how I quote unquote source <laughs> fun, good guys to do stuff with. Right. And now that black guy, did you have your black ex- guy experience with the really big dick? And how was it? Yes, I did. Um, and he's, 
a really, uh, oh my gosh, yes, he had a really big dick. He really, really did. <laughs> and um, I mean, like, blowjobs were difficult. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're not, there's, your mouth just doesn't stretch that wide, um, but without him getting teeth, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. You see it in the porn. I don't know how, I, I don't know how those women do it. You just do your best, I guess. Um, but anyway, but yeah, no, I mean, there's a different type of sensation that you feel when you're completely filled, Mm -hmm. you you know, circumference wise and length wise. A lot of guys are proud because they have a big long dick. I, I don't really, the length for me, you know, we're, women are only so deep. So, you I know, know, I mean, as long as, right. I mean, there's a misconception there. Women are only so deep, but, um, the girth part is where it's at because totally that just that stretching and that feeling and that sensation, it, those are different kinds of orgasms that I'm having and I'm squirting more with a bigger dick. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not to say, you know, I can't, that I won't squirt with a, with a dick that's, that's not as girthy, but, um, it's just, I don't know. Oh, it's, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Now I'm not a size queen. I want to say this. I'm not a size queen. Never have been, Yeah. but I do, I can, appre- and I can appreciate different sizes and cause really it is about how you use it. I mean, that's in my opinion, the truth for me, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't go, Oh, you're too small or that won't work or whatever. It's about, you know, it's like, show me what you got. What can you do with it? But, um, but that, but that, that definitely that stretched, stretched and just really tight, snug fit. You can only get from, you know, that the circumference aspect. And I mean, I love it when I'm like, oh my God, like, will that fit? You know, and I'm, I feel like I have to do some deep breathing. I feel yeah. like I have to do some deep breathing to really like brace myself. <laughs> oh my God. And- <laughs> Did you have more than that guy? Like after that guy, that one, because it was on your list, right? I want to have black guy with a really big dick. I mean, did you go back for more considering you really enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, yes, I did. I want to say the thing though, that really made that work was it's not just, I mean, it wasn't just because he was black. Yeah. He, I liked him. You know what I mean? Like I have like somebody it's not I love men I'm attracted to men of all different ethnicities yeah and um so but obviously for that that was you know it was a little bit more of like uh I guess fetishizing it you know in in the beginning for lack of a better word and then after you know we we saw each other for quite a while I um you know I it was more about is this do I like this guy is he somebody I'm attracted to. And so moving forward, yes, I have, I have, um, dated other black guys or, you know, slept with other black guys, I guess I should say. And, yeah. and, and then, you know, and dated them. Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it, it's about, it's about the person. I mean, I had one guy that, you know, was really turned me off and, um, you know, I only saw him about three times and I was just like, he's just, he's just got a douchey element to him, you know, like, I don't yeah. want to, you know, so, so it didn't matter that his, dick was big you know he wasn't somebody that I felt I want it was interesting enough to keep hanging out with because I wouldn't even want to go like it was like I'd show up and I'd be like okay let's do this and and uh you know and he wasn't really paying attention and listening and I'd have to end up taking control in the bedroom because he was trying to do his 
dominant male thing, which he hadn't earned that right. Yeah. And he was overstepping. And so then I had to tell him, you know what? Shut the fuck up. Get that dick card. I'm going to show you how I want to be fucked. <laughs> yeah. I maybe he did, Yeah. You became the dom. And I'm like, and which, which was kind of a little fun and playful at the time. Yeah. But you know what? That's, that's, you know, I don't want to have to be in that mode. Right. And then, you know, but then from there I realized, you know, he wasn't, he just, he took that as fun and we had a good time, but he wasn't, it wasn't sinking in. So after that I was just like, you know, and he wouldn't, he wasn't respectful, like trying to, you know, pull my butt plug out and then stick his dick in my ass. No, you don't just pull a woman's butt plug out mid stroke and try to start fucking her in the ass. You, these are things you talk about up front. Oh my God. Hilarious. I know. Like, uh, no, you know, so anyway, um, and that's just a personality trait. It doesn't have anything to do with the color of his skin. Of he course. just wasn't, you know, wasn't the right guy. So, right. Um, you weren't showing we up with these, you weren't showing up to these meetings with these guys when you were vetting them and saying, listen, let's just have sex. I mean, you wanted, like you said, to make sure that you like these people as people too. And, and, and yes. most of these people became like an ongoing person in your life. They're still friends to this day. What about the sex parties? What happened there? And how did you like, did you enjoy your experiences? Do you still go to them? Yeah. So that was a huge eye opener. Um, when I went to my first sex party, I was thinking it was going to be like, you know, this, you know, like you see in the movies, this eyes wide shut, you know, and cause it was like this masquerade thing. So we had to wear masquerade masks and, uh-huh. you know, I was picking out my outfit. I'm like, Oh my God, this is just going to be so hot and sexy with all these beautiful people everywhere. And we're going to be in this beautiful location. And, you know, I had built it up in my head. And then when we get there, we're like, we're in the suburbs. Right. <laughs> We're literally rolling out to someone's home and, you know, you walk in, there's pictures of their children on the wall. They've covered their kids' bunk beds in plastic. Like it's a whole takeover of their house. Oh my God. People are in every room. Some of them are naked. So, I mean, it, it was just, I don't, and then there was a potluck, which for some reason really turned me off because it was like all this bubbly, greasy food, like chili. Oh. And I'm like, really? Would you eat? I mean, you know, as a woman, would yeah. you just down a bunch of chili and then have sex? No, I don't even think guys would want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm -mm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they wanted to read. I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway, the people were really nice. So I'll I'll be honest. At first, I I got a little uptight. You know, I was like, this is not my crowd. This isn't my scene. And then the guy I was with uh, was another guy who uh, I ended up seeing for quite a while. And he was amazing. Just I called him uh, his nickname. Every guy that I would, you know, see got a nickname and his was B.E. It was for bo- the boyfriend experience. He right. was the total boyfriend experience. And so um, he was like, OK, well, let's just, you know, let's just check it out. Let's just, look. you know, so we were looking. We just started talking to people and people would come up and talk to us. And we didn't see any couples there that we wanted to engage in. That was my original idea, you know, yeah. was that I would wanted to engage with people. Um, because again, you know, like I said, we, you know, you roll up to it's the suburbs and it's just, again, like I was expecting, I had, I had the wrong idea. I was expecting, you know, movie stars and it was regular <laughs> average people, regular <laughs> average yeah. people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And which was, you know what? I'm so glad I had that experience and I'm outing myself when I say this stuff, cause I don't, 
approach it that way anymore. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, I, we, we finally ended up walking around and I just, what I realized was, okay, first of all, kind of as I got into watching people and just seeing it, I was like, this is kind of hot. Okay. I'm liking this. And I got more and more, you know, loosened up. And then we went into this one, there was rooms where there's like themes in different rooms, so different things going on. Well, we went into this one room where people were just having sex with their partners all over the place. Nobody was touching other partners, but while, you know, but people were free to walk through and just watch or you could, you could engage with someone, you know, in that room. It wasn't the orgy room where, you know, you got a, a million free bodies ball, on yeah. bodies touching each other. It wasn't that. Um, and so I, I realized, well, I'm, I don't think I want to have sex, you know, with BE, but I'm, but I'm, I'm going to give him like the best blowjob of his life. Yeah. And I do want, and I want people to watch. I yeah. want people to watch me sucking his cock, making him feel good. And, you know, and hopefully maybe think like, oh, I wish that was her sucking my dick. So, uh, so I did that. And what I started to realize was how much I, I was when I got my first taste of the fact that I enjoyed being watched in that type of scenario. Now, yeah. I never knew that or thought about that before I went there. So the fun thing I guess, and the point of the story is a lot of these things that were on my bucket list, some of them turned out to be things that what I initially thought was going to be hot wasn't, but I discovered something new that was, and then that, then the doors would fly open from there. Oh, that's interesting. And therein lies like the sort of, maybe would be like your point of why other people should do this, because it's really a, a way to really learn about yourself right and because sometimes you think you know but maybe you don't yes exactly so that's the whole yes that is the whole moral of the story is that and that's how I've been able to keep this going is because through this exploration you know you cross one thing off but through that experience you know it could be one or you know 10 more things that come out of that where you go whoa, this, I never knew how much this, I like this. Yeah. Never thought I would. Always said, ooh, no, I didn't think that that would turn me off. If you go back and listen to the first year of my, first few years, actually, of my podcast, if I had a dollar for every time I said, no, I will never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Even in that I first year, lot. you were saying you were, there were just certain things you wouldn't do. Correct. And, you know, I had, I had very set ideas about all this. Uh And one of the things I've really loved about documenting this is I can see my own evolution and you can, you can hear it, you know, and the way I talk about things that just how much more open and um, just interested and I've moved in other directions. It's just been fascinating for me to, you know, put myself through this social experiment and share it with other people. You know, I hope they get out of it what I get out of it. I hope it inspires them. You yeah. know, and they see how somebody who's very, because I, you know, when you when I started, I was very opinionated, and you know, now I pretty much try to never say never because you just don't <laughs> I, know. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, that's interesting. That's yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people learn at different points in their life. Eventually, we come to that place where you just really realize that. <laughs> you, you, you don't know everything, especially about yourself, and you just remain open and never say never because before you know it, there you were giving a guy a blowjob at a sex party, and you like loved the fact that people were watching you, and you would have never known that about yourself. 
Exactly. And when it comes to people's sex lives, what I notice the most is it's probably the one area of our lives that we stay the most stunted. If you think about it yeah. every year, you know, as we move along in life, you know, we're always trying to set new goals, uh, better ourselves, yeah. you know, be skinnier, richer, prettier, whatever it is, you know, like yeah. whatever it is that you're working towards. But nobody ever says like, hey, I'm going to make my sex life a priority. No, I love I'm that. Focus, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to focus on that. Yeah. And and so much, you know, it doesn't really matter how you're learning and evolving because you're going to take away more than just the sex stuff. But on the same note that you're not the same person work-wise or relationship-wise that you were, you know, 10 years ago as you are now, your sex life should be evolving too. And I think this is the reason that a lot of people just get bored with it and falsely believe like, oh, no, that's just not for me. Sex really isn't that important to me anymore. They've convinced themselves of that because they haven't put any effort into it and you'll get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. And if you just give it, you know, you don't have to do a year, maybe it's three months or a month, you know, and you just try a few things and you stay open with your partner. Right. Or if you find partners, you know, you will start to see how, you know, holy shit, this is, this really is important. And I actually really do like this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of my March masturbation madness month. Every year I masturbate every day in for March. all, you know, in March. And oh God, I love even, it. Just, yeah. even just this first week, yeah, it sounds so odd, uh-huh. but you know, this is the second year I've done it. Um, just make, giving that little bit of time to yourself every day. I mean, I'm, it, it, it will drive your desire up a lot. And my desire is already high. You yeah. Know, yeah. Cause yeah. I'm always keeping this, keeping sex on the forefront, but it just like, I, I, you know, I, I can't wait to masturbate today. I mean, like, I can't wait to have some orgasms, you know, it's like, and then I'm always thinking about it, you know, and it gets you creative too. Like I'm thinking, you know, as I'm fantasizing while I'm doing this stuff, I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to put that on the list. Yeah. Ooh, that, Ooh, that was good. Yeah. I want that. I want a partner to do that to me or whatever. It just stimulates all this kind of sexual creativity and goodwill. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, even if for people like, I don't know how many things did you have on your bucket list? Cause I was going to say like, even if someone just starts off with the top three things, you know, it's like, but I feel like it's totally. probably like a domino effect. You know, you do one and then the second that you, maybe you think you're just going to tackle three, but then it's going to lead to 10, right? That's what you're here to say. How many things did you have on that first bucket list that you were going to do in that year? And then how many did you do? Do you have the count? Is there a number? Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to remember. I think I had about, there might've been about eight or nine things. And there's one thing it is kind of now it's like my curse. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, the one thing I have yet to conquer. What is it? And it'll, it'll surprise, it'll surprise a lot of people because it seems kind of elementary Uh Uh, with all the crazy stuff I've done. And I have done, and I've gotten super kinky and super out there. The yeah, one I want more thing, of those stories, but let's. What's the one thing? The one thing I have not been able to conquer yet is threesomes. Really? Yes, I know. What do you mean? <laughs> you haven't been able to set one up. You haven't been able to have a good one. What do you mean? You haven't been able to like. You just haven't been able to do it. You haven't wanted to. I have been okay. It's been on my list. Yeah, and. Because I've always thought, you know, it's one of the things it'll be like, you know, like it's kind of a go to or a staple of sometimes I um, want, you know, to watch porn when I'm masturbating or watch porn with partner or whatever. And, And sometimes 
obviously threesomes are kind of a, a, a go-to, right? Yeah. You know, good category. Uh, and it seems erotic and exciting and fun and hot and all that stuff. And, but when it comes down to actually doing it, I've had several near misses where I just, I start nitpicking the situation and the people. And I'm like, and you know, and I'm like, I'll get critical about them. You know, I'll pick on somebody. It's like, well, she's hot, but he's not, Uh you know, or, or, um, it, you know, and I don't just want to take one for the team, you know what I mean? Just because my partner thinks it's a good idea or whatever. Of uh, and, and then, you know, so like then that, that would be, you know, where there's another woman involved and, and I don't want to go down on a woman, but I want her to go down on me initially. Cause I do know that, you know, I know what my boundaries are over time. Maybe if I got more comfortable, I could see maybe wanting to do that, mm-hmm. but I don't consider myself bisexual. I just want, you know, I just want to have the experience. Yeah. Now, when it comes to male, female, male, then I get, again, you know, I want, I want these two hot guys, um, with big dicks who just are, you know, just, and, and it's all about me and I'm the, the focus center of attention, of yeah. course, you know, cause you're the one and, and, you know, and we're going to have a lot of fun. Well, I, I don't know. I just, I, I always seem to like guys will reach out like, Hey, you want to do that? Okay. I got a buddy that, you know, and I'm like, no, I don't know what's holding me back. I yeah, don't that's know. Mm-hmm. But you haven't gone there. Now with these sex parties, because you said you went to that one and you just did a, you know, you blew that guy in front of people. Did you ever go to more or any kind of sex clubs? And did you ever have, you know, more yes. of a swapping situation or do anything more hardcore uh, in that area? N- no. So I, I have gone to more sex clubs and yeah. that's been fun. And, yeah. and again, really got, gotten into the, um, um, where I've, where I've really escalated the voyeurism aspect. And, um, and it's like, I've had some super, super hot experiences, like where I'm just so wet, I'm just dripping down my leg, you know, and then I'm, I'll be in a room with someone, uh, you know, the guy that I'm there with and, you know, where other people, we leave the door open so other people can watch what we're doing. And, um, that's really hot when you have, when you are super connected to your partner mm-hmm. and what I love is like, I just love that people are watching it and they can see it. They can see how hot we are together and how into each other we are and how reactive we are, our, you know, our bodies are and just what he can do to me and, and letting other people see that. Like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a tease for them. I love it. Yeah. I, I just I totally get off on that. Um, but I haven't engaged like in that specific instance, there were people just before we went into the room when he, he, my partner had me just up against the wall. Um, there were people like literally I could feel them breathing on me. They were so close. They were hoping that I would, you know, one of us, I think would reach out and say, Hey, tap in or whatever, you know, And, and we didn't. And even though it was weird because even though they were that close, he and I were so locked in on each other. Like that's all we were focusing you on. Didn't want I to knew ruin people that. were yeah. there. I knew people were there and, it, but it, that was a whole part of what made it so hot. Right. You know, they were so close. They wanted in on it. And, uh, and, you know, but we were just, we we're just so about each other and so connected. So yeah. 
anyway, yeah. No, because I would hot. think that the sex parties, the sex clubs would maybe have led to those threesomes, you know, because there's more than one person there already, yep. you know, so. I, 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 I know. And, you know, I, I, I had the same thought. I mean, I honestly yeah. thought, because I couldn't figure out, okay, so maybe we just grab some, like, with a guy. I'm like, okay, maybe we, this, that, that guy that I went to, that, that one I just mentioned, he was not into, you know, another guy watching another guy touch me. He was yeah. not going to go for that. Yeah. So it would have to be a woman. And in that circumstance, you know, it, it might be, that would be, you know, when I think about it, ideally it'd be like, oh yeah, to have a one-off that way, that would be fun because I'd never have to see her again. And she, you know, it would be very random and just yeah. fun and in the moment. And that would be that. And so, but you know, again, it was like, finding a woman that I want, I guess, because I've been with men, I want to have, I want to look at her and be like, she's hot. I'm, I'm excited, you know? And, and it's hard for, I guess it's just harder for me to get, um, get revved up about a woman the same way I would a man, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's probably at this point, I think I just have to jump in and try it because I haven't really, in all fairness, I haven't given a woman the chance to turn me on. And yeah, I was going to ask woman, if that was on your bucket list. Like, did you ever, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to try that out. Yeah, I would love to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, even just would, you and the woman, like just solo. Yes. You, yeah. Was that okay. on your list yeah. and did you ever do it or not yet? It is. It has been on a list and I haven't done it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to like do some solo. Yeah. Just to see, you know, uh, what that's all about. And um, I, I don't, I don't know what my mental block is on that one. I don't know. Maybe it's you're just, just like, not into I, it. Maybe it's not a mental walk. Maybe it's just not a turn on. Like maybe, like you said, you're maybe you're just not turned on by women at all. I mean, I feel like there is a spectrum, right? That Kinsey scale. That's yeah. up. You know, maybe you just fall yeah. way more over to that, you know, the heterosexual side of things. I know, but I want to be. <laughs> you want to be less that way. Yeah, I love that. You, you, <laughs> right. I just you're wanna, overachiever. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know. I want to, I want to, I just want to experience it. To yeah, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and maybe it's more like, and, and probably it's more just like, so I can say, cross it off the list, totally. you know, cause it's, it's now it's daunting, you know, I'm like, there yeah. it is. It's still there. And all my listeners know it's still there. And it's like, it's my, it's my threesome, you know, wall of shame. Like I can't, <laughs> I need to put my threesome dunce cap on. Like I can't get it done. Um, but I, I, now I'm really kind of like determined, like I just need to conquer this mountain. Right. <laughs> What are the other, you said like this is, there's one thing that, you know, I haven't conquered, but I, and it's weird because I've done so many crazy things. Like what are the, like, give me that list of all these other things that you have done. Well, so, you know, a lot of BDSM stuff. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, so I was a collared sub for, you know, a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and really engaging in that and, uh, you know, and all of the, uh, you know, this guy was very into all the, you know, the shibari and the rope tying and, um, and letting him, you know, go through all that with me and letting him, you know, edge me and be totally in control of me and tell me when I could come and when I couldn't come. And, um, 
he literally, like, I have no idea where this guy got his creativity, but I'll tell you for in that three and a half years, it's like every time we had sex, it was different. Like, I don't know where he got his playbook. (laughs) It was, it just never got boring or monotonous. Like I was just as hot for him, you know, at the end as I was in the beginning. I mean, it never, that passion and chemistry never died down. And it was always something different. And he was always pushing a different boundary. And he was really, again, respectful about it. Like this guy really took me on a journey and just with new stuff and new things and all the time. And I hope that I was as good a partner to him, you know, as he was to me in that sense. And I hope that I can be, I hope I continue to be a good partner to other people, you know, other people and, um, and keeping it fun and fresh. And I mean, just, you know, the spanking, the slapping, the, Oh, choking. (laughs) All of the above. (laughs) You're into it. I love that shit. Like I, who knew? Right. Who knew? Do, does turned, anyone in your life know? Like, like that's just a quick question I had. I was wondering because I know, listen, you're anonymous on your show. Are you open to your girlfriends or your, like, you know, people in your life? Would they, do they know about this whole side of you? So, considering it now, it seems like it's not just your sex life. It's also your work life, right? Because this is what you do now. You have this show. You have a blog. Yeah. Um, do other people know, like, in your inner circle? A, a few do. Yeah, yeah. A few do. Mm-hmm. Um, but not many, you yeah. know, not many. Yeah. I try to keep it. I still try to keep it, um, you know, uh, low key, uh, on the, I guess on the down low, because again, it's just, it's, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to run into any problems. I think what I'm most concerned about is, um, that there's certain organizations and things that I belong to that are private. Yeah. And if they catch wind of this, yeah. It's it's per, it's perfectly within their right to disallow me to be a member right anymore. Mhm. Uh, mm-hmm. because when you're private, you know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, like whatever organizations you belong to um that aren't public, you know, if they're private, you they don't like what you put on your Facebook wall and, you know, if it that you can, they can ask you no longer to be there. So I just, there's just things I'm, I'm worried about. And I, I guess I also maybe don't want all of my, my family member, like my grandma to know and things like that. Well, <laughs> listen, know? I, the way I look at it is like most people don't tell their friends or their family about their sex lives. And like no one's like wearing that on their sleeve anyway. I mean, most yeah. people's sex life is their own private business, right? Yeah. So, you know, right. I, I was more wondering like, oh, with your girlfriends, like your real close friends that you talk. Yeah, I mean, oh, could you, yeah, yeah, because you have this Thanks. whole thing going on or would they be totally surprised of what you are doing like on the DL? I think that... um it was surprising for them in the beginning, but nobody, you know, the close friends, just because again, you know, I just never shown that side of myself. Yeah. Now it's, you know, now I've been doing it for six years, so it's, it's not surprising, but nobody that, you know, the close friends, you know, they, they don't, it doesn't, you know, nobody, it doesn't bother them. I mean, they don't, they're not certainly out there having as 
wild or crazy sex as I am, but um, th- yeah, it does, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's actually fun. It's fun for us to talk about. It's they, some of them listen to the podcast. Um, you know, so. And what do you do on your show? I mean, because I, I assume you started out that first year really talking about your journey and what you were doing. You said you even had the guys that you were having experiences with. They would come on as your guests, correct? And you would talk. And now what do you yeah. do now, six years later? Are you still doing that coupled with other things? Yeah, same format. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I but then I also have, um, you know, you can only hear yourself so much. Yeah. Um, and then, and that was originally one of the reasons why I thought I won't, this, this show won't continue on because since, you know, just solely being me having to be out there and go basically having sex and coming back and talking about it all yeah. the time is really unsustainable, you uh-huh. know, because, and I mean, look, even when we had COVID that sort of slowed things down a little bit, thank goodness I had a regular partner. So I was still able to, um, you know, very carefully, navigate that. But, um, it, you know, I just, I just didn't think that that was a sustainable model. So I switched it up to where it's me. And then it's also, I have guests on now. Yeah, so yeah. that, yeah. And it's fun because now I get to like, you know, I, I get so, you know, as I'm sure as you do, people ask you questions, they want references or what, you know, what should I do about this? And so I will go and source a guest. I'm like, well, I don't know that I'm the expert in that, but let me, that's an interesting subject. Well, let me go find somebody and get them on the show that can really speak to that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, so kind of, I'm sure as you've experienced, it's really fun. Now I can have these great conversations with people that I otherwise wouldn't, wouldn't have met. Right. I mean, you're the curious, I mean, it's called the curious girl diaries. People could find yes. it on any podcast app. They could go find you. And, but cause you're curious, right? So you, of course you were yep. curious with yourself. You're also going to be curious about other people because I think, you know, for me, I always feel like I learn a lot of people when, when I get to, when I'm talking to someone and I get that they're like not listening to other people, I'm like, you're really like missing out on life because like some of my, like my biggest light bulb moments that have happened to me have occurred while I'm talking to somebody else and they said something that just like, you know, rang true to me or whatever, you know? And so I really think that you do learn um, so much about yourself by talking to other people. Right. Yeah. Um, And so you're curious. So it would be such a natural progression for you to start out talking about yourself, but then to also bring in other people and talk to them. And you're probably still learning about yourself uh, by doing that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody that interviews me and, you know, pulls something different out than somebody else did and vice versa. I hope when I, you know, my goal when I have a guest on is to hopefully, you know, I, I pull something, I pull some things out of them that their listeners have never heard before. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that didn't know about them, you Mm -hmm. know, because a lot of times, you know, the listeners, they, they just, they're hungry for, more and more information about you and it's hard for me to be creative enough to just know what to volunteer all the time but when somebody asks me a question I'm like huh nobody's ever asked me that great that's okay here we go let me tell that story you know (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, no it's It's interesting I I love how you have it set you have it's a little bit set up like I do where you're anonymous you know, I know for me, my audience is always like begging me to like out myself. I'm always like, that's just like a card that I have. I don't ever, I don't know that I'd ever play it. You know, it really works this way. Uh, you know, do you ever plan on coming out or does it really work for you as well? Like the way that you have it 
set up? Well, I think I will uh, come out, but only I'm probably going to do it more like in a membership or Patreon format. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you, yeah. And and I have, uh, you know, the original, my actually original inspiration for the beginning of this whole thing, what I, the way I formulated it or came up with, with the format was actually through a girl called um, Girl on the Net. And she's an amazing blogger. She writes, she's been doing, writing these sex stories for years, amazing writer. And um, she's over in the UK and she's, she stayed anonymous. So that's where, you know, I got that idea in the beginning and um, she's still anonymous, but she does, you know, like with her blog and everything, but she also has a, a, you know, a Patreon group. And so they get to interact with her. Um, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's behind a, you know, I guess it sounds strange if it's behind a paywall because that's a community. And I, you know, and I feel like I would trust, you know, I would trust that, Hey, look, I mean, if you want this to keep going, you know, if somebody outs me or whatever, then, then I can't, then I'll have to shut it down. But you know, this is, this is kind of our little secret and we get to hang out together and, um, you know, and I, I'm always looking for new ways. Plus I really, I love engaging with my listeners. I let yeah, them leave me, me voicemails. Yeah. Uh-huh. I let them leave, they get to leave me voicemails, you know, they're up to five minutes. If you go to the website, curiouschooldiaries.com, there's a pink tab on the right hand side and people just leave, you know, and we can talk about whatever they want, you know, yeah. and we just exchange voicemails. I like it because, <clears throat> you know, after doing it this long, I like to know who's out there listening and what are their lives like and what Me are they too. about? You know, yeah, it, I love it. It's, yeah. So it's, it's really fun. And, um, you know, just to jump back to what you said in the beginning, I don't want to forget when you said, you think we have some same listeners. I think we do. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was your show or not. I forget. Somebody recently left me a voicemail, one of my regular listeners. And he said, <laughs> I was kind of pissed, yeah. not pissed, but I was like, what? Yeah. He said, I read a listener's comment on the show and he said, I was listening to another show and she read the same uh, email ex- verbatim that you've gotten. I'm like, somebody's two timing me. What do you what? mean? <laughs> what do you mean the they same had- email? They, somebody, you know, somebody sent in an email and I read, like, I'll read emails on the show. Right, right, right. Um, right. A comment or whatever it was. It was about his sex life or maybe he had a question or whatever. So a lot yeah. of times I'll read those aloud and then answer it. Yeah. And, and, um, he, it's, he apparently is sending it to every, every podcaster in the same genre that he listens to. And so I was like, oh, you mean I'm not the only one? Hilarious. <laughs> I don't think that was me though, because I don't typically read people's emails on my show. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Then me. it wasn't you. Then it was, but it was somebody. That's so funny yeah. though. Cause I'm like, I wonder if it was that guy that left that uh, voicemail for me. I love that you have um, like a send a voicemail thing. Give out, give your shout out to every, uh, for all your stuff. Do you have a Patreon now? Do you just have like, give out your website again and I'll give links to everything. Your website again is curious, the curious girl diaries.com. Correct. Yes. So yeah, the curious girl. So this way I just tell everyone go to the website because you know, all your, all my social medias, unfortunately it's not the same handle. So I don't want to, you know, screw everybody up with that. Um, but just go, if you go to the website, the curious girl diaries.com, if you want to leave me a voicemail on every page, you just, there's a pink tab on the right hand side. You can click on that. If you want to link to my socials, just scroll down. Mm -hmm. They're all at the bottom of every page. And also you can listen to the podcast. Of course, that's on the website. It's also on every major syndicator of podcasts. Just just type in the Curious Girl Diaries. Yeah. 
And uh, that'll pretty much get you everything you want. Now, I am working on, um, and I anticipate it should be done in about a week. I'm just setting up, because the one thing I get asked the most is how to create a sex bucket list. Yeah. So I'm creating just a quick little, like, 30-minute uh, course and you know you you just you can download it and it'll show you it'll show you exactly what I did and how I do it and help hopefully help inspire people. You don't even have to make a sex bucket list with it if you want. It can just maybe like I want to get creative, you know, for a few more sexual encounters with my my significant other or just by myself next time I want to be inspired and ready. Yeah. Um, you know, you can use it to sort of prime the pump and get your imagination going. So um I do have that, and I don't know when you're going to air this, but uh, that should that be ready be to go. When will that be up? That should that should that should be up in about a week, and I'll have that on my website, so they can just go to the website, um, look at the tabs on the top. You'll see it. You know, it'll be make your sex bucket list. Thank you so much for coming on. This was like super fun. I'm going to put all the links, like I said, to your thing. Um, people should definitely check out your podcast as well as. Uh, your what is it called an ebook or your course or what is it what i haven't officially named it yet okay. it's uh, uh you know it's just going to be the um yeah it'll be just a little tutorial i guess on how to make a sex bucket list and also creative ideas on how to how to spice up your sex life yeah which i think a lot of people would benefit and i love that march madness thing that you're doing i mean i you know i wish march I, masturbation <laughs> ma- madness march um, anybody yeah. can join in it's not too late it's yeah, really simple just, you know, you just, uh, basically you just commit to masturbating every day. You can't skip a day and double up. You just have just every day and you'll see, it's amazing. You'll be surprised at the things that come from it. Yeah. I love no, it. No I pun intended. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love it. I think that's great. Thanks so much for calling in Layla. This was great. I'm going to have you back on for sure. Oh, thank you so much. Thank I really you. appreciate it. It was great. Thanks. Hey everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.